Greetings, youth workers. Paul Turner here from thediscipleproject.net and paulturnerspeaks.com. Glad to be back with you. After a long little break here, it's been busy around here. been busy around the Disciple Project studios here, and uh, lots going on. I've had uh, a lot of uh, writing that I've been doing, and uh, I'll share that in just a second and uh, how that might be able to benefit you. But if you're brand spanking new here to the podcast, I want to uh, thank you for checking it out, being a part of it. And uh, if you are regular, welcome back to you as well. Glad you're back. Glad you're hanging with me. Uh, I know that uh, that these uh, episodes are um, sporadic at best, uh, but I'm still committed to it. I'm still committed to sharing ideas and thoughts, um, strategies, resources. Uh, they're going to help you uh, become all that you need to be and that your youth ministry can be what it needs to be. Because that's the motto around here, right? To encourage and motivate you and to keep your youth ministry moving forward. That's the deal. That's what I'm trying to do here. Uh, A couple of things uh, that, like I said earlier, that I'm working on. Uh, If you are interested, if you do not have a discipleship strategy uh, for your youth ministry as such, or a follow-up strategy for that matter, um, I have just finished my Follow 5 uh, devotion, but it's not devotion. I can't. I got to quit saying that because I'm I'm getting away from writing devotions as much as I am focused on helping you uh, get students to actually do Bible study versus Bible reading. Uh, I think there's a big difference in that, and and the difference being comes from the old adage: Listen, if you give uh, a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. If you teach a man to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. And I think that's where we as youth workers can. Uh, probably do a better job of uh, equipping and training uh, students to become lifelong followers of Jesus because, uh, you know, we'll hand a kid a book and say, hey, read such and such. And they'll read the, the 21 days or the 10 days or any of those things. And what I've tried to do in this Follow 5 series is I take the five, what I believe are the five core values of what a, what a disciple is, the characteristics uh, based on what Jesus said, that if you're going to be a disciple of mine, that uh, that they should follow. And what I've put in there is the SOAP strategy. And the SOAP strategy is simply scripture, observation, application, and um, prayer. And so, using that little format there, that little acronym there, and the, the you know, we teach kids basically how to study the Bible through a sim- simple, it's not simplistic, it is simple, it's something they're still going to have to work at and something they're still going to have to do. But the uh, but the core values that I have here in the five different books they're all in PDF form by the way uh, is love, persistence, action, holiness, and humility, and uh, they are now up in PDF over on my um, on my store. So I will put a link down there below. So I hope that you go and try it out because I know that camp is coming up, and so you might be looking for a way to um, teach a kid how to study their Bible after camp, after they make a commitment to Christ, and you need a way forward uh, to help them. I hope you'll go by and check that out. And of course, that supports uh, Disciple Project Ministries and all that I'm trying to do to equip and train youth workers so that you guys can can make lifelong disciples. That's kind of the deal here. That's the whole premise behind what I do. So today, following that, we're, we're talking about camp. Uh, I, I came across a great, uh, through, through searching through Pinterest and such, um, I have some Pinterest stuff there uh, as well, if you're a Pinterest person, so I'll put a link down there below if you want to see articles, videos, all that kind of jazz, if you're into that sort of thing. But I ran across that when I was kind of searching through Pinterest for various things, and I ran across an article uh, by Christina Scully. 
And uh, she's uh, been a special educator with over uh, 10 years of teaching experience. And she had a list of de-escalation strategies. Um, she works with special ed. She's taught elementary. She's worked quite a bit with middle school. And uh, and I'm going to put a link also down in the, uh, the show notes below. But I, she has 50 of them there. And I said, well, I, I think these all apply here because uh, I am, or used to be, I should say, I used to be uh, somebody who, who could ramp up something rather quickly based based on personality. I know you could never believe that. Paul, you would you would escalate something? Well, uh, yes. Uh, that's once again based on personality and emotion because uh, I enjoy a good, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe an argument or, or a challenge or something like that. But that's never good, by the way. It's never good with students. Uh, you don't want to do that with students. You look like a jerk if you do that with students. So, uh, so running across this, I thought, man, you, you guys could probably benefit from this because not everybody's personality is different. Everybody deals with stress differently. Everybody deals with situations. But listen, you're going to camp, camp, missions trips, events, drama, drama island, folks. I get it. You're, you're going to be in situations where something's going to happen and you're going to have to figure out how, how are we going to deescalate this, especially at camp. Camp is just hot. It's sweaty. People are irritated with each other. Uh, the, whether it's the van ride, van ride there, the van ride home, something happens there. Uh, who knows? But it happens. And I thought to myself, well, you know, these de-escalation strategies are going to come in handy, I think, for a youth worker that's going to listen to this. And uh, for me, I've been doing a lot of substitute teaching lately. Uh, for those that don't know, I, I you may be brand new to the podcast here. And, uh, you know, I retired from full-time youth pastor. I did not retire from full-time youth ministry because that's I, I, I love youth workers. I love you guys. And, uh, and I want to provide resources and so forth. But I felt like I, the only way I could do that effectively is to not be in a position uh, where I was running a full-time youth group. And it was just time. You know, uh, everything left well. Everything was, it was probably one of the greatest seasons of youth ministry of my life. And, um, and, 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 because now I'm I'm not doing that. I'm having to do other things, which means I'm doing some substitute teaching, mostly at elementary schools and uh, middle schools, which are are my favorite. Um, because you can still put the fear of God into into students at that age to some degree. Um, but these uh, tips here, these de-escalation. Uh, tips here that uh, Krista offers are just great. I think it's just something we have to put in our memory bank. I think it, when it happens, if we don't have a strategy beforehand, we're going to react and respond out of emotion. We're going to, re- you know, maybe it's maybe a student's challenging our authority, or maybe a student is just getting under our skin and, and they're on our last nerve. And I just feel like we could do a better job always of handling the situation because, you know, the situation, you know, the trouble that we would have with the situation is nothing compared to the trouble after the situation that if we have escalated it or said something we shouldn't have said or done something we shouldn't have done, that's where the problem comes in. Then we create more drama uh, from our response than, uh, you know, than not doing anything at all. But let me give you a few here, and I'm going to go through them quickly. There's 21 of them. I know. Hang with me, though. I'm going to move through them fairly quickly. Uh, but I think you just, if you have a pen, something, write it down, jot it down, and say, well, which of these do I need to kind of focus on? Um, so her list here, like I said, she has 50. I'm going to give you 21 of those that I think apply to our situations as youth workers, uh, the fact that we need to de-escalate sometimes. So number one, act calm even if you're not. 
you know, um, just be cool about it, right? You, you don't have to get upset about it. Why, why get upset? Because the more upset we become, the more upset other people become, whether that's volunteers that are upset with us or, or you know, and these are, by the way, great tips for your, you might want to just get a copy of these and give them to your uh, adult leaders that are with you and say, hey, look, let's try to keep everything down. Let's try to keep a, an even calm about this. I know it's going to be a, an issue, but let's, let's try to be calm. Number two, uh, say, let's talk about this later. You know, the, the time to deal with something may not be in that moment. You may just have to say, look, let's, let's take a moment. Let's talk about it after this or after that and say, let's just chat about it and, and not make a huge uh, scene at the moment about it. Um, number three, Use humor to lighten the mood. Now, humor is good, uh, not sarcasm, by the way. Sarcasm, not going not gonna to help the situation. That may even escalate it. Uh, but use humor just to kind of say, you know, I get it. We're upset. You can make a little joke. Depending on the situation, you may not want to make any joke at all. But humor may, may be a part. So you'll have to work that out for your – if you're not good at humor, maybe don't use it. Uh, but try to figure that out. Uh, number four, lower your voice. That, to me, uh, I have uh, – those issues for me are, are I can raise my voice. My voice can get really up there. And so for me, I have to be able to lower my voice and say, okay – Take a breath, right? Just lower your voice. Just be calm. The calmer you are, the calmer the situation will be. Uh, number five, give a choice. You know, give a choice. Say, look, what would you like to do in this moment? Uh, would you like to talk to me now or would you like to talk to me later? Uh, would you like me to do this or would you like me to do that? What would you like to do right now? Um, and giving a choice, listen, you're, you're empowering the student to, to do that. You, if you try to make, and I know this is me early on in my early years, is you want to resolve the situation immediately, and that's not always the best case. You don't have to resolve the situation immediately, depending on the situation. You may just, like I said, need to give them a choice of how you do want to deal with this at, in the moment. And I think that's just a, a wisdom on, on all of our parts to be able to do that. Uh, number six, walk away. You know, just walk away. Just say, look, is that something I need to address right now, or do I just need to walk away in the moment to handle myself first, get my emotions under control, and then come back in about a minute or two minutes and say, hey, listen, I just want to talk to you about this. That's always good advice. Number seven, ask what would help you right now. So you're saying, listen, I want to help you. What can I do for you right now? In this moment, what's going to serve you best? And once again, you're empowering the student to be able to make choices in that moment uh, and say, would you like... What would you like me to do? What can I do to help you right now? Uh, number eight, personal space. Listen, depending on the kids, listen, sometimes, like I said, handling the situation, especially if you're a guy, uh, you know, sometimes we want to take authority over a situation. And, you know, certain kids are not going to respond to that. They're not going to respond to us getting in their space or getting up in their grill or, or being so close that they feel threatened. We don't want to do that. That's just going to – that's a, that's not good. It's not a great thing. And I, once again – I can only think back to previous uh, um, moments where where this was just not good for me. It was not a good thing. Um, so give kids their personal space. Walk away for a minute and say, "Look, I'll, I'll come back to you in a second. Let me let me." Sometimes we, the youth leader, need to say, "I need a minute. Give me a minute. I'll, I'll come talk to you in a second. We'll give them personal space and let them uh, let them be able to do that. Um, number nine: remove the audience. Right? Some kids act out. Because they have an audience, uh, they act out because they have people there and they want the attention or those things. And I remember a situation where I've had to, uh, you know, say, "Look, can we just can we have the room for a second? 
right? Uh, and I would say, look, guys, can you? I need to see so and so. Can the rest of you guys just go out of the room for a second? And I would have to have a conversation with uh, with somebody who was in that moment was challenging my authority, and I, I felt like they were getting away with it because they had the audience, and somebody would smirk or smile. And sometimes you just got to get people out of the way and make it just down to you, you and whoever that student is. So remove the audience. Number ten, let's call. Whoever that is, I think they can help. Now, if you're at camp or you're someplace else, say, look, would you like to call your mom or dad? Would you like to have a conversation? Now, once again, depending, you know, what the situation is, sometimes it requires a mom or a dad. Maybe they're, they're upset, those things. Hey, would you like to just, and it may not be anything, you know, whatever, that you say, look, do you want to talk to mom? Do you want to talk to dad? Is this going to help you calm down a little bit? Once again, you're, you may want to, you want to talk to the parents first and say, look, I'm, I'm just want to let you know, I'm having a conversation with your daughter, or your son, and they feel it best that they would like to talk with you. Not always the best case, depending on the kid and depending on the parents, you have to weigh those things out. But sometimes the best situation, like when I've dealt with discipline situations, um, you know, not necessarily the kid did anything wrong or, or they're just, you know, they're, you said, they're just not obeying the rules, whatever that may be. And I say, look, we're going to form a partnership at the beginning. You might want to do this before camp and say, look, I want to, I want to talk with this student because I feel like they're going to be a problem maybe. And say, look, let's me and you have a, 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 an agreement here. You know, have some strategies before you go to camp. Say, look, if you're in trouble, if you're getting hyped up, if you're, if you feel like you're getting angry, come talk to me. And then part of that is let the parents know. Say, look, I'm gonna, I may call you once or twice during the week just to let your son or daughter talk to you, so we can maybe work those things uh, out together because it's partnership. It's not about who's in control. It's what's best for this student, you know, in the moment. Um, number eleven, offer to take a walk with the person. Sometimes just walking. You know, rather than you standing there with your hands on your hips, your hands folded or your arms folded uh, in, in some sort of demonstrative way that says, look, I'm in control, that kind of thing. Say, let's, let's just take a walk. Let's go down by the lake. Let's go over here by the whatever. And let's just walk and talk. Sometimes, it, like I said, it gets people away from the crowd. It gets people from away from what's going on. And that can be beneficial. It can kind of soothe, uh, soothe the situation. Uh, number 12, clarify expectations. This is so important. Once again, you, you kind of make the deal beforehand, maybe with some students that you think might be have some problems. But I think as part of the conversation, you're clarifying with them and saying, "Look, you know, I this is part of the deal, guys. You know, clarifying the expectations. Do you, do you know what is expected of you? Maybe they don't. If you, especially if you're bringing brand new people to camp, you're gonna want to say, "Look, hey, look, maybe you're new. I get it." You know, don't go heavy on a new person uh, because they don't know. Sometimes you just have to clarify and say, hey, look, didn't we talk about this beforehand? Didn't we? I just want to clarify, you know, we talked about this beforehand, that there's certain expectations on your part that we've kind of set. We've set the ground rules, and I kind of need you to be on, you know, Team Turner with me here, okay? And and normally that works. If you're, if you're working it from that angle, nine times out of ten, kids are going to say, okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um Number 12, say, okay, so you're upset because, right? So whatever that is, you're saying, look, you're clear, well, not only clarify expectations, but sometimes you have to clarify the issue. What are you exactly upset about? Are you upset? Because the issue is never the issue, by the way. You know, sometimes we're saying, look, so-and-so did such-and-such to me, such-and-such, and we go into all that. But the real issue is, you know, what we're saying here, are you upset because they hurt your feelings? Are are you upset because they're not including you? Are you upset because uh, because you you felt like they betrayed you? Whatever that may be, 
clarify not only expectations, but clarify why they're upset. Uh, you know, don't try to make everything right and make everybody peaceful until you get to kind of peel the onion a little bit and find out what's underneath that. Uh, I like this one, uh, number fourteen. Don't say calm down. Don't say calm down. Uh, and it, once again, if they're really upset, it's not going to work. You're going to tell them to calm down and say, okay, just wait. Take a minute. Let them calm themselves down. Let them, once again, it goes back to lower tone of voice, how you're approaching them, that kind of thing. Just don't say calm down. Just let them kind of blow it off. Get that initial you know, head of steam that they have. Let them blow it off for a second and then kind of come back to that. Uh, number 15, show empathy. Show empathy. So look, hey, buddy, I understand. You know, don't go into story mode like when I was 13 and I was at camp, that may need to come later. In the moment, you need to say things like, hey, buddy, I'm with you. I understand. That was hurtful. That was, I get it. That was painful. That wasn't right. That was unjust, right? So show empathy with the person and let them know that, uh, you know, you're with them. You're trying to help them through this. You're not trying to control the situation. You're trying to help them. Um, Number 16, remind the person you're not in trouble. Right. This is not. This, we're not gonna. Nobody's in trouble. Nobody's getting disciplined here. Nobody's. Nobody's going home because of this. You just say, "Look, you're not in trouble. We're just gonna work through this together. It's okay. We're gonna move through this." Number seventeen. Ignore the behavior of its minder. Listen. Everything can't be a capital offense. Everything can't be up there with you know. I know you're gonna be as a youth worker. You're gonna be stressed out. You're gonna be uh, doing some things, and and you know <clears throat> you're gonna be in awkward situations or whatever it may be. But listen, uh, if it's a minor thing, everything doesn't have to be. You know, I have to be you know Judge Dread here in the moment, and you are the law. <clears throat> Sometimes you just have to say, look, it's minor. I'm not gonna worry about it. Let's just kind of let that go. Okay, number eighteen. Um, Distract them a little bit by saying, hey, let's go do such a, like, listen, let's go to the snack bar. Hey, can I buy you a Coke? Can I buy you something? Let's just go get something to drink. Let's go sit down for a second. Sometimes you need to distract them, get them off the track or, you know, out of that negative emotional space for a moment and let them kind of look forward to something a little bit better. Hey, we're going to get a snack. Great. Fantastic. I was thirsty anyway. So give them a little distraction. Number 19, be respectful in your tone. This is super important. You know, you don't want to pour salt on an open wound. You want to be able to say, look, be respectful. Don't don't just, you know, look at this kid and say, what a stupid kid this is to do stupid things like this. Say, look, be respectful. Treat them as a human being, right? They may be a student, but they're not your kid. They're not, you don't own them. You're, you're overseeing them. But be respectful, especially with high school students, right? They're, they're not, they're, they're growing up. They're not uh, small kids. You want to be respectful in your tone to them. Don't treat them like small children. Be respectful towards them. And you that will get you a long way in the conversation. Number 20, avoid needing to get the last word. Wow, that wow, that's a hard one sometimes because we feel like, once again, if you're in an argument, then that's you need to get the last word, right? But you're not. You're not trying to win an argument here. You're trying to uh, help this student. You're trying to de-escalate a situation, and getting the last word that may make you feel good, but that's not going to make that kid feel good, and it's not going to help the situation at all. It's just not. So don't try to get the last word. Don't try to do a power play. Don't try to be uh, the man in charge. And like I said, be sure to equip your volunteers with some of these strategies. It's super simple, right? You just go to the website, you copy the things and send it out as a little email and say, hey, before camp, here's some good de-escalation strategies that if something comes up. And number 21, the last one here is just give weight time. Sometimes waiting is the best thing to do. Wait 
let the situation kind of die for just a few seconds, give it a moment, and just wait on it. Wait till that kid is calm. Wait till that kid is away from the situation, depending on what's going on. If there's a fight going on, that's one thing. If somebody's feelings are hurt, that's another. So just give some wait time. Give them a moment to process what's happening with them right now. If they come to you, that's one thing. If you see it or you hear about it, sometimes you may want to address it immediately, and sometimes you just want to step back and give a moment and say, look, we're going to wait on this for a second, and we're not going to go and try to solve a situation immediately. So guys, I hope those tips are helpful. Tried to deliver those to you as quickly as possible. Don't forget to go into the show notes. You can get uh, the the link and all that kind of stuff. You can see all 50 of those of what Krista wrote. They're all very good. Uh, I don't know. You just have to choose what's best. I like the 21 that I chose, but you could choose some other ones that would be best for your volunteers. And uh, once again, if you would love to uh, give some stars to this uh, podcast, I sure would appreciate it. Um, I would love if you left a review, by the way. And so if you go over to iTunes uh, and say, look, I'm going to leave a review. Uh, Thank you, Paul. It's just your way of saying thank you and saying, look, I, I appreciate what you're doing, Paul, and I would love to just give you some stars boost up my dopamine. That would be great. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's just a simple thank you, a way for you to say thank you and say, thanks, Paul, for all you're doing. So, but that is it for today, guys. I appreciate you guys just uh, being a part of the podcast today. And uh, once again, I hope you guys have a great summer. I hope that uh, you don't have too many issues. And uh, if you do, uh, that some of these tips will come in handy. So that's it for today, guys. We'll catch you guys in the next episode. We'll talk to you later.